It's the Mainly Plants Podcast. My name is Ryan Furman. If you've been here before, you know that the website is mainlyplants.com. Social media is at mainlyplants. And my email, ryan at mainlyplants.com. If you want to get in touch with questions, comments, concerns, um, stuff you want me to talk about on the podcast, or stuff that's personal to you, reach out. I always respond. Um, last week, I, I, it's so weird how this always happens to me. I think I have a little bit of some sort of sixth, sixth sense. When I, when I started the podcast last week, and I, I rarely ever do it, I asked for y'all to go on and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to it on. And I did. And then I, I looked at them like a couple days later, and I saw that somebody had posted a new review a few days prior to that. So... Um, I, I appreciate it, whoever it was, whoever you are, uh, and if you haven't left a review yet, please go on, do so. Helps me out a ton, helps the podcast get traction, uh, which helps me help you even more. So, that being said, what I want to talk about today is self-care, but prior to that, um, I just want to talk to you guys a little bit about dogs. There's no real, there's no real smooth transition to that. So, um, I I have been coming around more and more to the idea of um, getting a, a new pup. Um, I, I I have mixed feelings because I you know I love Dexter so much and he was such a huge part of my life and he still is every day even though he's no longer around. Um, so I have. I have feelings that I need to I need to kind of work through to allow me to move forward with with adopting a new a new dog, um, but I feel like I'm I'm pretty much at the point where I know I want to, um, and I'm not going to be traveling back and forth to, to the Bay Area as much anymore. Um, everything's kind of set up there how it needs to be. I do need to go back in a couple weeks for, I don't know, four, five, six days. So here's my plan. And if you know me, you know I volunteer at a, at a local shelter. And there are these two sister puppies um, who I am deeply and madly in love with. Uh, they look like chai weenies, which are chihuahua dachshund mixes. Um, but they are just very, very sweet, small, um, you know, Dexter was 120 pounds, and I love, love, love big dogs. However, um, it gets to be difficult, especially, um, you know, if there's something wrong with them, if they have some sort of disorder. Dexter had uh, some grand mal seizures, which, you know, at 120 pounds is very difficult, uh, especially for, for a single person. Hopefully I'm not single forever, if you know somebody. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, and then when his when his hips got bad and I was picking him up, it's it's hard work. And I I when I had Dexter, I always kind of thought, man, I kind of wish I, I adopted two puppies at the same time. Um, so here's my plan. Um, let me Tarantino it real quick. Initially, and I still have this feeling, I kind of want a dog who's like under thirty pounds, um, preferably hypoallergenic. Or, or mixed with something that's hypoallergenic, so it's lower shedding. And, um, and I was kind of at the between like six months to a year mark. That way they're, they're either potty trained or close to it. I can get them registered as a service dog. And, um, 
and take them everywhere with me, which which is a is a big um, a big thing for me. Um, so that's kind of what I was looking for. Now these two sister dogs are not, not hypoallergenic; they're about two and a half months old, um, and they'll probably be like ten pounds each, if that. However, they have stolen my heart. So back to it, my plan. If they are still available at the end of this month, I fully intend on adopting them. If one is available at the end of this month, I fully intend on adopting it. If they're not, um, and, and the, w- the reason I'm waiting till the end of this month is because that's when I'll be back from, from traveling to the Bay Area. And I don't want to just get, you know, I have people who can watch them. I have, I have friends, I have a dog sitter, um, but I don't want to just get, you know, two puppies or even a puppy or even just a dog and then immediately cut out for a week um, when they're kind of transitioning to this new environment. So um, that's why I want to wait. So if they're still available, I'll, I want, I'll adopt both of them. If one's available, I'll adopt that one. If they are not, then it, uh, I'm taking it as a sign that it wasn't meant to be, and I will be open to um, whatever feels right. So if you have connections at shelters in the area, um, that's what I'm looking for. Uh, you know, it's hard to keep track of every single dog that comes into every shelter, but just keep an, keep an eye out, keep an ear out. Uh, I think that's, that's all I need to say about that. I just needed to get that off my chest um, because it's something that, I, like I said, I'm working through. And, you know, Dexter is still the screensaver on my phone. I think about him every day. Um, he, you know, like I said, he was a big part of my life for a long time. He remains a big part of my life. So I do have some feelings of like guilt with getting a new a new dog. I know I shouldn't. Uh, it's a whole it's a whole thing. I'll talk to my therapist about it, as I have before, but I, I will continue to. But I know it's a good thing. I know I'm at a good place. I know that it's a, a good thing to um, be ready to adopt another one. So that's kind of where I'm at. So transitioning to self care. Um, it's important. And it's used a lot in pop culture. It's, it's made fun of. Um, people, I think, use the term, um, are, are using the term a lot. So I kind of just want to go over what it is, why it's important, why, you know, it's not necessarily something to make fun of your friends or family or acquaintances about. Um, there are some funny jokes around it, sure, but I kind of just want to bring it to the surface, especially, and this is not to alienate um, half the population, but especially being a male, uh, I think there's a stigma in talking about it and, and doing things that are self-care. So, um, you know, it's not, it's not a luxury self-care. It's, it's, it's necessary for your mental, emotional, and physical well-being. And like I said, there is this surge in self-care. Um, and that, that, emphasizes the need to go beyond like surface level understanding of the world around us and the people in it. Okay. And self-care is self-care is holistic and holistic. And and what I mean by that is holistic with an H and holistic as a WH. Okay. So holistic as in, um, you know, you're not using chemicals and you're not using, um, uh, illicit substances, stuff like that. Uh, you're, you're using meditation, um, you know, exercise, and we'll get into that stuff like that. It's also holistic in the WH approach, you know, W H O L I S T I C, holistic, um, being that 
it, it, it incorporates everything in your life uh, and, and it affects everything in your life. So as a whole, it, you got to think of it as a whole. Um, it, is, it is defined as a, um, a state of complete physical, mental, and social well-being. And that's, you know, I, I don't necessarily agree with, with that because even when you are in a, doing your self-care routine, your mind might wander. Um, your physical might, body might not be 100% in it. Your brain not, might not be 100% in it. Um, so I don't think it's a complete physical, mental, um, and social well-being. I think it's your self-care is your um, working on improving your state of, of physical, mental, and social well-being. So I wish you know the World Health Organization would redefine it a little bit, but you know we can go off of my definition. Um, and that being said, you know there are different categories: physical, emotional, social, intellectual, and spiritual self-care. And all of these are interconnected. That goes back to that holistic with the WH uh, approach to it. And there are, you know, a ton of different um, benefits to it. Um, Studies have shown a positive correlation between self-care practices and reduced stress levels, for example. It's got a huge impact on mental health. and, And it can help decrease your anxiety and improve your mood. You know, I, I just realized I you're probably hearing me breathe heavy today. My asthma is kicking in a little bit. Uh, I think it's stress-induced lately. Uh, like I've mentioned on previous podcasts, I'm going through it. So bear with me on that. I am okay. I have an inhaler if I if I need it, but I apologize for the, you're going to hear here and there. Uh, just kind of bear with me through it. Um, some days it's worse than others. Some nice, it usually affects me more at night, but... Um, it's 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 acting up today, so apologies, but let's get back to it. Physical health impact. Okay, studies have linked self-care that is done consistently to better cardiovascular health and immune system function. Okay, so um, you can also, if you want more details on this, I don't want to get into like the, the boring weeds of it, look up the Alameda County study on social ties and health outcomes. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty fascinating. Physical self-care, okay? What I'm talking about here is regular exercise, sufficient sleep, and a balanced diet, okay? You want to get at least seven hours of sleep at night. There is 1% of the population that can live successfully and healthily with less than seven hours of sleep uh, on average. I would guarantee you you're not part of that 1%, okay? It's so important to get at least seven hours. If you have to wake up at six, you know, go to sleep at 10. Go to sleep at, at 11. You know, you want to shoot between seven and nine. I get about between seven and eight every day. And since I've started my hormone therapy, I used to sleep, you know, I used to sleep like shit. Part of that was my hormones. Part of that was, you know, dealing with an ailing dog. But I sleep so heavy now that now that my hormones are under control, um, it's made a world of difference in, in my physical and mental health. So I just, just throw it out there. If you are in your 30s, hormones start to get a little wacky. It's worth going to a hormone specialist, getting a blood draw, seeing where you're at. That's all I'm going to say about it. 
Okay, moving on. Emotional self-care. These are things kind of like um, journaling or going to therapy or uh, mindful meditation. I, I don't journal. I wish I did. I just, and I've tried to get into it. It's just not how I do it. Uh, I think my form of journaling is this podcast. You know, I'm pretty uh, open and honest with you guys. If there's something on my mind, I talk to you guys about it. Uh, I, it's, I guess it's just journaling with, with my mouth, sound waves into the computer. Uh, I hope you guys appreciate it. I hope you guys like what I'm doing here. If you want me to change something or if you have show ideas, please uh, email me. Um, but I do do therapy. Uh, I go, so my, my maintenance for therapy is, is at least once a month when things are a little more hectic. It's usually once every other week. I have done it where I've gone to him uh, or seen him. It's on zoom. Uh, I've seen him twice a week. You know, last year was a terrible year for, for me. I think I've, I've talked to you guys about it before. Um, there were several times, several stints where I went twice a month. It's therapy is so important. If you don't go to therapy, if you don't think you need therapy, believe me, you do. It's impossible to live in this world. I don't care who you are. I don't care what age you are. It's impossible to live in this world and not go to therapy and be as good as you can be. Um, I'm such an advocate for therapy. You know, I don't think it's talked about enough. I think there is still kind of a social stigma Please, please go to therapy. If you need uh, resources for how to find a good therapist, reach out. Um, and mindful meditation. There is um, a, a, an app you can get on your phone. It's called Calm. There is a free part of it. There is a paid part of it. Um, there are, um, there's another app called, I think it's called, is it Head Headspace? Stand by, I'm going to look it up real quick. Because they also have a Netflix show. Um, yes, Headspace. It's an app. They also have a Netflix cartoon that walks you through uh, guided meditations. I, you know, certain people, my, my brother does, um, God, what's the type of meditation that he does? The kind where you have a, a, man, a mantra, your own personal mantra. I can't, uh, Transcendental, I believe, is what he does. And he does his kind of usually in the afternoon sometimes, I believe, from what I've seen, uh, like when we're on vacation and stuff, but I think when we're on vacation, maybe he just gets it in whenever he can. Um, but I I like doing mine at the end of the day when I'm laying in bed uh, 10, 15 minutes to kind of center myself before I go to sleep. There are a lot of times where my mind's racing and I do the meditation and I start to drift off during the meditation, which is fantastic because it means that it's calming my brain. So, um, you know, it's, I think that if you're not, if you, if you don't know a lot about meditation or if you, you don't do it, it can sound a little wacky, give it a 10 minute trial, download calm, do a 10 minute intro guided meditation, see how you feel. Um, yoga is another great one cause that's kind of physical and emotional. There are different types of yoga. I went to a yoga class a few months ago where you literally lay on the floor with a blanket and a pillow and it was like, it was almost like a meditation. And then they had, they did sound bowls at the end. That, that was a whole nother fucking thing, which, you know, well, let's talk about it. At the end of this, this 
yoga class, more like a meditation class, they did sound bowls, uh, which are huge metal or stone, uh, metal or crystal bowls. And they each one makes a, a different sound from the reverberation of a tool used on it. And they were doing it, or the 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 the, um, the leader was doing the the sound the sound bowls. And man, I got so I, for some reason I got so anxious and like sweaty and nervous feeling. And I was told afterwards that there was just something in me that had to come out, and and that you know the the sound waves, the vibrations, kind of forced it out of me. Felt better afterwards, so I, I kind of buy into it. Try things that you don't usually do. Try new stuff. If you're looking for a new hobby, if you're looking for something to, new to do, give it a whirl. They're everywhere, and you might like it. Um, the next type of self-care is social self-care, and that's meaningful connections with friends and family. It is so important to foster, nurture, and work on those connections. Um, If you know me, uh, you might have noticed that in the past uh, maybe year, maybe three years, I've kind of ramped up checking in on friends, seeing how they're doing, um, friends and family, and just kind of being more connected. I think the mushrooms probably pulled that out of me more in the last year, but it's so, so important. Loneliness is detrimental to your health. It actually shortens your lifespan um, dramatically. So it's very important to foster meaningful connections with your friends and family. It's so, and it's so easy too. Send them a text. Hey, hey friend, just wanted to see how you're doing. Checking in, hope everything's well. And whether they get back to you or not is inconsequential because they got it. And they know that you're thinking about them. It's going to give them a little spark of joy. That should give you a spark of joy as well. And odds are they'll reach out also. So foster those connections. Don't forget about them. It's so easy in this, and I've talked about it before, it's so easy in this digital age to just kind of fall into this hole of, you know, crawling into your little hobbit hole, being a little hermit. Very, very important. Maybe maybe the, the most important. Although I like to think that all of these are, are pretty... Uh, equally important. Intellectual self-care. I think I, I think this is becoming this is an endangered species. And intellectual self-care um, is continuous learning, right? Reading, um, engaging in in new activities that that you can learn, whether it be woodworking or, like I said, going to yoga and and practicing it regularly, or um, you know, reading a book on history. I'm reading a book right now uh, about the Comanche Indians. It's fascinating. It's very, very dry. It's a lot of information, but it is fascinating. And it's not something that I would have ever picked up and read before. I'm not a huge reader. Um, my brother got that side of he, He's the reader and writer. He's the creative one. I'm more the business-oriented one. But... Um, it's, you know, it, it, or listen to a podcast. There's so many podcasts where, you know, 15, 20-minute podcasts where you can learn something new every single day. And then you can talk about it with your friends. Hey, did you know this? It's important, especially as you get older, to continually learn. 
be that fascinating person at parties that everybody wants to talk to. And, and not only just for that, but when you actively stimulate your brain, you, your, your brain health as you age stays strong. It's that, that lack of learning. It's that, 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 um, that stagnant mentality that brings on negative cognitive health, Alzheimer's, dementia, stuff like that, in addition to other things. And then finally, spiritual self-care. Um, and this isn't necessarily religion. If you're religious, great, go for it. Um, but they are practices that align with your values and beliefs, whatever that is. It's funny, as I'm reading all these, because I have a bunch of notes written down, um, and as I'm talking about them, I am realizing that yoga, yoga fits in every single one of these. I'm sure there's other examples, but that's what comes to my brain. Yoga fits in the physical, emotional, social, intellectual, and spiritual self-care. All, the, all five categories. I don't do yoga very often. Um, I, I don't know why. I just don't. Maybe I should. Maybe this is a sign that I should start doing it more. But it is pretty fascinating that yoga has been around for thousands of years. Um, and it does satisfy all these different categories. Huh, I'm going to have to sit and think on that for a bit. If you do do yoga regularly, reach out to me. Uh, let me know what you think about it. Obviously, you like it, but more than that. Elaborate on it. Now, there are obviously barriers to self-care, right? There is uh, time constraints, um, you know, feeling guilty about certain things, not prioritizing it. Get over it. Get, all, get, get, get over all those. They are important, and in your life, you make time for important things, and you prioritize those things. Just, just do them. You know, I, I really don't like excuses. If you don't want to do them, that's one thing. Just say, I don't want to do it. But don't make up excuses why you can't. Everybody in this world can do self-care. Nobody is too busy. Because here's the thing, and I've said this a million times. What is more important than your health? If you're sacrificing self-care to make some extra money, what's the point of having that money if you're decrepit when you're older and you can't enjoy it? So I don't, wanna, I don't want to you know, talk a lot about barriers because you just need to fucking get over it. Just do them. Pick, pick something that you like. And again, self-care doesn't have to be you know, sitting and meditating. Self-care doesn't have to be um, you know, doing yoga if you don't want to. You can go take a woodworking class. Go take a metalworking class. You know, go get go get a pedicure. If you're a guy and you've never gotten a pedicure, that'll rock your fucking socks, man. Pedicures are awesome. It's a massaging chair, and your feet get pampered and scrubbed, and then they they rub this this sugar scrub all over your legs and massage your, your feet and your toes and then they put oil and hot stones on them with a par- and a paraffin wax afterwards, it'll fuck your world up in the best of ways. 
if here's my here's a challenge. If you were a dude or if you're a woman who's never gotten a pedicure, go get one before the next episode comes out next week. Go this week and get a pedicure. Treat yourself. This is your sign. And you know what? If you have gotten pedicures before, go get yourself another one. Pedicures are fucking awesome. I love pedicures. But what, what I, I guess what I'm saying is that self-care is, is anything that you can do to unwind. Whether it, it could be gardening, sewing, uh, doing a puzzle, reading a book, whatever. Just do your self-care. Okay? And, and, and be consistent about it. Self-care is not something that you do, you know, on a Monday and then forget about it for three weeks and then do it again the next Thursday. So just set a routine or incorporate it. You know, one of my self-care routines is going to the gym because I can go, I can put on a podcast or I can put in some music, tune out the world for an hour and just just get all the the frustrations of the world out. And I go at least five days a week, but typically six. Go to the driving range. Hit some balls. Pick up a new hobby, whatever it is. But, but do, it, do it consistent. Okay? If you've never done it before, aim for once a week. Then pick it up two times a week. Then three times a week. And the more that you like it, the more time you're going to make time for it. Okay, but also, you know, recognize what self-care routines you do like and what self-care routines you don't really like. If you try something, uh, always try something twice. But if you try it twice and after the second time you're like, I I still don't fucking like this. Don't keep doing it. There's a million things to do. Find something else. Don't just do it once because there's a million reasons you could have not liked it the first time. It could be the instructor could be you're having a bad day in the first place. Something's on your mind. There was traffic getting there. Whatever it is. Do, do it two times. If you don't like it two times, after two times, forget it. Unless you want to keep on with it. But it should be something that is, uh, is uh, beneficial, makes you happy. Okay? And the final thing that I want you to do today before you go to sleep... Go eat a salad. <laughs>